Welcome to the Guernsey Press Politics Podcast's Six Minute States and our review of the uh, second and final day of the April States meeting. And uh, I'm Simon Delarue and with me is Mark Osher and we've been uh, listening across to uh, what's been happening today. What did we start off with this morning, Mark? Well, they actually started last night. They uh, had five minutes or so on the Lancres seawall, or should I say Lancres anti-tank wall, um, which has been put back to, uh, to talk about because... Um, the uh, plan initially was to uh, just keep it shored up for the next eight years uh, using some elements that had been put, for, put forward in a raquette by Deputy Al Brewer a couple of years ago. But further work had discovered that this, doing what it was suggested was going to cost about a million pounds. So um, Environment and Infrastructure have come back with uh, a revised plan, which is to basically just dump some rock armour in front of one of the bad areas at a cost of about 150000 or less, uh, and then just shore up any panels that need it at a cost of about £75,000 uh, on a, on a um, need-to-do basis kind of thing. And we had a bit of a science lesson from Deputy Neil Inder at one point. Yeah, but actually a bit of an engineering lesson, which is fascinating, because he stood up and said, well, the engineers who looked at this originally got it wrong, because they hadn't realised that, although they showed pictures of how the bay had looked before um, the occupation, they had not realised that this lovely shingle bay that there had been there no longer existed, because all the shingle had been used as aggregate and stone by the builders, the Germans, in the seawall itself and other fortifications. So if you did remove the wall and put in what a lot of people thought would be pretty ugly groins, massive groins right down the beach, um, it, it would actually not return the bay to the former glory that it had before the occupation. Uh, and I don't know what sort of state it would end up being in if, that, uh, if it went ahead. So anyway, they have effectively decided to leave the decision on what to do about the, the realignment of the wall or otherwise uh, until 2030 by which time things may well have got to happen you know there could be another storm which could uh, could affect the wall anyway so we'll have to wait and see how things develop well we moved on from uh, that debate to one with uh, a good deal more unanimity which was uh, to do with al fresco dining and um, effectively the removal of a, a great deal of red tape but it, it was news to me that um, if you want to uh, apply for some al fresco dining then uh, you not only have to uh, advertise the fact in the gazette officielle uh, not once but twice uh, 28 days in advance but you also have to consult with the relevant states committees and um, the constables of the parish that you're in and then you have to hire an advocate to make the application in the Royal Court, all of which of course costs money. Uh, Deputy Lindsay de Summeray, uh, who was introducing these proposals on behalf of Environment and Infrastructure, uh, was spelling out that um, one particular uh, restaurateur was complaining they'd spent about £5,000 in the end and spent several months uh, just so they could get a few uh, tables and chairs out of there outside of their eatery, uh, which just gives a, a, an idea, a hint of the uh, frustrations being felt in that sector. Um, and th- this was a, a policy letter that, that had been uh, very widely consulted on with the Development and Planning Authority, uh, Economic Development, the relevant constables of the parishes concerned. And the upshot is that they're going to have um, zones which aren't defined yet. They had a map in the appendix of this report, but it was just indicative because there's going to be consultation with the public and with other um, parishes about you know where exactly these zones are going to be. But they are going to be only in St Peterport and St Sampson's for now. Uh, but the uh, department will look into the committee will look into other areas maybe being included. And it's 
it's basically going to make it easier for people in those zones to uh, make an application for alfresco dining. But the same considerations will still have to um, be taken on board, such as you know access for emergency vehicles, disability access on, on any pavements that are affected. Um, it's just that you know the the process will be slimlined so that it, the decisions can be made a lot more quickly and the uh, the fees can be or the, the expenses can be reduced even though the uh, set fee of 176 pounds for the actual application isn't going to change so all of that it was uh, welcomed by almost all the speakers on this uh, there's only one uh, dissenter in fact deputy lester carapel um described this as a as i think it, he characterized it well, i can't um, remember the exact quote but he sort of characterized it as a effectively a ruse to remove parking in the st peterport area um but d- that was given short shrift by most speakers who thought that uh, he had no um, basis for that particular argument and uh, indeed it went through um, by I think it was 34 votes to one it was certainly only one against Um, Deputy Taylor abstained because um, he's got an interest in this particular area owning a cafe in one of the zones in question yeah, it sounds good, but where exactly in St Thomas's would this be? One presumes it would be on the car parking side. Well, the zones d- depicted on the map include Abraham's Bosom, for example, oh. um, a lot of the area in front of Quayside, um, and um, even an area behind some buildings um, along the um, the bridge itself. Um, so, uh, but but these aren't, uh, like I said, not only are they not defined, but these aren't areas where suddenly people can just shove tables and no. chairs. It's just uh, areas where the application can go through the quicker process rather than going through the slower more cumbersome process involving the advocate in the royal courts etc mm. well i've only got one more thing from my side of things i think you've got a more, more important issue that was brought up at the end but I, the only other thing that i dealt with today was the uh, the approval of the changeover from of guernsey from the diocese of winchester to now the diocese of salisbury this dates back several years when there was a bit of a row between the island's deaneries and uh, the, the, the the diocese of uh, winchester and i can't actually recollect what it was but uh, anyway the states after a bit of debate have decided that this is now going to be formally ha- taking place and i believe the bishop of winchester the newly appointed bishop of winchester will be coming to the island later in the year so we'll hear more about what it all means then no doubt yeah i think it's all stemmed from a, an argument about safeguarding if i remember rightly we've heard plenty about that this week uh, enough as it is um and when you say it goes back a long way i think 1496 is when it switched from coutons <laughs> so uh, yeah it certainly does go back a long way um and uh, yes i was um, we were running out of time here but uh, the other main uh, debate that was uh, picked up today was um the covid review and deputies have decided today uh, i say deputies because there were no ordinary representatives uh, this afternoon um they've decided that uh the review into the uh, into Guernsey's response to the COVID-19 pandemic will be carried out by the Guernsey Resilience Forum, as it's known, and uh, which is effectively a sort of a set up locally in Guernsey, and it's going to be effectively an internal review rather than uh, a considerably more expensive independent review. So uh, some people were arguing, well, we need to be seen not to be marking our own homework, and others were saying we need to be seen not to be spending loads of money mm-hmm. uh, when the COVID um, pan- well, the global pandemic is- isn't really strictly over yet and we might be having to uh, you know deal with these things again um, anyway the the decision was made by um, 24 votes to 11 by memory um, that in fact it would be the uh, the less expensive less independent review um, so that summarizes the uh, the proceedings in to day two uh, as I say that's the final day so you won't be hearing from us tomorrow because they've wrapped things up for April we'll be back in May of course uh, for the next meeting of the states but uh, from Mark and myself that's all for now good night goodbye